Welcome back to Jum Prish Preed's Fantasy Follies. This week we go deep, deep into the mind of a champion. Last episode we learned what it's like to be very bad at fantasy football. We learned from Gonzo, we learned from Monroe, and most importantly we learned from me, because I'm always bad. But this week, something different. This week we learn how to win. We learn how to be good. Uh, which apparently, spoiler alert, is like don't really know anything and just kind of wing it, but move quickly. And we learn a little bit about wrestling. So look forward to that. Without further ado, we enter the mind of Neil Diamond's fantasy studs. All right, we're going. So I will, I will intro us in some capacity and then we'll just get moving. Hey, Charlie. Oh, well, welcome back to Jump Prish Preed's Fantasy Follies. My guest today is Charlie. Oh, big, big pillow. Charlie has a big pillow. And treasures. And some treasures. Oh, and his father is here. Okay, we have Jesse Castleman as well. The one con. Neil Diamond's Fantasy Studs. Saquon Chubbies. What's going on, buddy? What was it last year? Is that Saquon and Rob Michael and Chubb ended up being my last name? Yep. I don't like remember Golden, Golden, but maybe that was in your head. Yeah, Golden Tate showed up on my team towards the end there. Okay. That was, <laughs> so good. that was why. That was part of it. That's good. Um, so hey, uh, we you know I we've we're, it's we're glad to have you on. Hey Charlie, good to see you, buddy. Um, for those that are listening to this podcast namely everybody else you don't get the video so i'm gonna get nice little clips of charlie popping his head in from time to time and i'm just gonna say hey charlie and you're just gonna have to deal with it and you're gonna have to imagine in your mind what's happening and what's happening is a cute charlie is popping on the screen and uh telling me about his treasures that's right that is right that's it Okay, so, got it. so Jesse, I, I you know there's a lot we need to talk about. Obviously, you're you're top of the league again. You've won it like 27 times. Hey, Charlie. Um, so we we got into it a little bit in the last pod where I brought the bottom feeders in to jointly commiserate in in all the things that we suck at, and and Gonzo seemed to think that that was his platform to talk about how he's good and somehow now has gone on this run. So he's in his, his Kevin Durant dream, but let's, let's talk a little bit. There was a lot said about Jesse uh, and how he always knows what to do in more of a, an angry hater way. So I'm going to give you the, the opportunity. There was an area grievances section of, of that podcast. Let's, let's hear Jesse's grievances. What's going on in the world of Jesse that hey, he needs to make fun of. <laughs> got back from Lauderdale. We had a great time. Took Charlie to the beach. He's loving it. Um, Definitely did not sleep as much as I wanted to this vacation, but that's okay. We're just going to roll with it because you wake up at like 3 a.m. and start going and need to go to the water. and be like, nope, not happening right now. Yep. So anyway, that's that's where we're at with that. Um, what are we talking about? Grievances. 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 All right. So um, first of all, uh, I just want to start off with, uh, I think this is the seventh or eighth uh, year of with that bag, if I'm correct. Um, I was, I think I was the first champion, um, when I drafted like Peyton Manning and all those, like AJ Green, uh, I think I might have had like, uh, somebody else, uh, whatever. Um, 
I'm just going to say that when I started playing this league, I was also in another league that my brother's friend Tim ran. Um, it's Tim that a, bag. Tim that <laughs> Trim that bag. <laughs> uh, he, it was a 14-team league. Um, oh, God. It was full player defense. Uh, it was very, very intense, like a $100 buy-in, and I would get my ass absolutely handed to me. Like, within the first week, I was like, all right, I just don't have a chance because there are just so many, like, obsessed players in this league. So, that being said, I learned a lot just from observing that league and watching how people made moves and filled their rosters with, you know, how to get points and, you know, creative ways. Um, so, me coming in this league and uh, being good, I mean, it doesn't, like, I don't want to sound like conceited, like, it doesn't surprise me just after playing that Um Okay. But it's just it's like a totally different ball game there, and I feel like people don't understand that. Um, that's why I'm good. I don't listen to fancy podcasts. I don't really do that much with, you know, um, research or anything. Like I'll read a couple things here and there on Google. Like if I'm, oh maybe I should pick up this guy or should I play this guy? But that's that's pretty much it. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with just getting lucky on certain draft picks and setting myself up well in the draft, I think. Um, I, I, I think what's annoying... No, I think what's annoying... Alyssa, thank you for the shout-out on, on telling him not to ramble. But no, I, <laughs> I, I don't think... I think what's, what's frustrating for everybody else is... Like your your speculative moments where you're like, oh, I'm gonna take a flyer on this guy, like always end up being like at the right time. Like it's it's like, oh, it's round ten where okay, I can take literally the third running back on this team, or I can be like, Hey, there's this guy who might be good, who might suck, and if he's great, I have him in round ten. Like it happens every every damn year. And, you know, for every Des Bryant, there's like six that work, and so all we do is latch on to Des Bryant's, but then you're like, oh, yeah, well, I had Mahomes in the 15th. Oh, yeah, I had this person. <laughs> you're like, okay. Yeah, you just did Darren Waller again. And it's like it's so it's so annoying because it's it's clearly like everybody is thinking the same thing and then it go, it comes off the wrong way. Like I, this, this year I was like, all right, Miles Sanders is probably going to be pretty good. He might be not great, but he's pro- he, there's a good chance that he could be amazing. And then I do that in like round three and you do it in round like <laughs> – Nine, and so that's that's just kind of how it works. May, may I add something to that? I think that part of that is um, being able to put yourself in a position in the draft where you can take chances like that, where like you have like it's ridiculous. I had Mahomes in like the fourteenth or something, and Chubb in the thirteenth, which should never happen. Which is why I'm against keepers and that whole aspect of it. Ooh. I would rather have a draft where you can choose your position in it based on merits from last season being able to like reset the entire league like keeper wise like no keepers and just you know fresh slate every year then being able to be like oh yeah well i have like this douchebag in like the 13th round or i'm just gonna tool on people this year again yep no, but that's that's part of the reason why you can take chances if you set yourself up that way i guess or are lucky enough to have somebody that late i'm with you i think i think it's it's you know that was what gonzo was all about he was all about random draft order but I think he wanted to keep the keepers. I think I think either way you can't have both because if you have both, uh, like you're just like all right, I have a, I have a terrible season, so I have no good keepers out of it, and that means I have a bad draft position. So these people that are like, oh, I already have two of my starting players lined up perfectly, I'm just going to go take the top draft spot, 
grab Christian McCaffrey and just be like, oh, Christian McCaffrey, Patrick Mahomes, Nick Chubb, that's a cool combo. And then, uh, yeah. Oh, yes, by the way, it's, it's just... Very happy that Sean took Elvin Kamara second, even though he's a great player. Too. But yeah, that was, I was banking on uh, McCaffrey because I had a feeling that he was going to have a good season. Yeah. Um, so so um, let's talk a little bit about Gonzo's dream because um, Gonzo picks off Kevin Durant and then runs down and gets tackled by Terrell Suggs, I guess, on like the 20-yard line. <laughs> So if if you're a, if you are a player in Gonzo's dream, would you rather be Kevin Durant, where you are clearly over overmatching him and and he gets lucky, or do you want to be Terrell Suggs, and chase him uh, down and kill him? One hundred percent Terrell Suggs, first of all, because a, his name is tremendous. B he's a badass, and C who want to be who wouldn't want to be Suggs? I mean, Suggs is a stud. Uh, I, I also have no problem being like the bad guy every once in a while, as evidenced by my awful videos from last season. Uh, but <laughs> it, it's always fun playing the bad guy, and I feel like Terrell Suggs was just like such an awesome bad guy against the Patriots for like a good decade there until he tore his Achilles like three times. But yeah, yeah I was I was always more of an Ed Reed guy than a Terrell Suggs guy, oh, but. Right, Either, either way. As long as it's not Ray Lewis. Exactly. But speaking of Ray Lewis, back in Madden 05, Truck Stick, I was thinking about that earlier. All right, all right, all right, all right. That that game was legit. That I don't yeah. think I've played a Madden since that one. That one was was that I mean that was Ray Lewis, Jeremiah Trotter, Terrell Suggs, Ed Reed. That was the game right there. Yeah, the, Madden. I mean, I don't play it anymore either. But I feel like quality wise, like all these games have just gone downhill since like mid 2000s like because it's all like corporate BS now like they just barely update the game every year but they still are making people pay $60 just to get this anyway I'm rambling no I like this let's (laughs) let's rail on the video game industry what else what else do you hate about EA Sports honestly a lot I hate them I just hate them so much I don't even play video games really anymore because I just don't have time like I choose to like alright I can I have an hour to myself while Charlie naps I can play video games or I can go work out or i can watch wrestling or something and it's usually the latter two oh it's just, it's you can do them both together that's the beauty of it yeah sometimes you can if you don't you know want to pay too much attention but i, I like to immerse myself in whatever i'm doing so anyway yeah. nice just, no it yeah. does i think <laughs> i don't know it does um so let's talk about wrestling um right. what the hell is with wrestling Alright, so <laughs> wrestling is where two people fake fight each other, in, usually in spandex. So, uh, is that a good, is that a positive? It could be considered erotic if you're into it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not why I watch, I swear. But no, it's, uh, it's yeah, it's the first thing I bring up, but it's not why I watch. <laughs> yeah. just, just to be clear. <laughs> just to be clear. Um, so yeah, wrestling. Um, huge back in like the 90s, early 2000s. Um, obviously, I am weirdly obsessed with it um have been for a long time um so uh back in let's just talk talk wrestling for a minute a little bit of history yeah let's let's school us on the deets here uh, because all i know is from wrestling video games and like maybe two clips of wrestling yeah yeah that's all most people should know honestly um (laughs) (laughs) back in its peak i mean it was like prime like wcw like they had like hollywood hogan and they had like all these people jumping ship from wwf trying to, you know, take down Vince McMahon for whatever reason, and then Vince McMahon, you know, fires back, and there's this whole Monday Night War, and, you know, you had Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock, and probably the two most popular 
wrestlers ever, you know, in the same company at the same time. And then at Hollywood Hogan and everyone else in WCW. And it was just, it was a. So are you, so are you a Stone Cold, Cold guy or the Rock guy? Because weren't they like, uh, they were competitors, yeah. right? Or, did, or were they on the same team? I don't know. Uh, you know, sometimes there's teams that there's a lot of like swerves and like storylines, like people switching sides, good guys, bad guys and stuff. So, I mean, at one time, you know, they were probably like on the same team, if you will, but they were team, the winning team. Yeah. Team, the winning team, as we say back in the day. Um, so, uh, I, I'd say I'm more of a rock guy just because you, you couldn't touch him on the mic. That guy could just speak off the cuff, you know. He was probably the most popular uh, wrestler, in my opinion. I mean, Stone Cold, without him, uh, Stone Cold, Mr. McMahon, that whole feud, um, whole corporate, whatever, like, common man thing, I don't think wrestling is where it is today, because that really jump-started everything. So, anyway, that being said, going back to that, um, that's really where uh, WWF started to gain some ground on WCW, and then... It's all history from there. Stone Cold takes off. The Rock is just this megastar. You know, they have like WrestleMania after WrestleMania where they face each other, and it's just amazing. They end up buying WCW. They end up, you know, absorbing a lot of their wrestlers, and they have all these dream match scenarios, and it's great for a few years, and then all of a sudden it dies off. And, you know, Uh. since about 2004, 2005, um, it's basically been you know, a downward trend for WWE. And at this point... So that's know, a, I, isn't that about when you uh, started playing fantasy football? So did you contribute yes. to the downfall of wrestling? Absolutely. I mean, I had to fill my time somehow. So yeah. To, so they know, lost their viewership when when everybody yeah, found out that Team the Winning Team moved on to fantasy football. Yeah, fantasy football became, you know, the next step, the next logical step. Um, so, so, hey, are you familiar... Uh, are you familiar with the concept of uh, Mary Fuck Kill? I absolutely am. Okay, so we're gonna do a Mary Fuck Kill that I just thought of while you were talking. So, right. Mary Fuck Kill of wrestling, fantasy football, and wiffle ball. Alright, I would kill fantasy football uh, first and foremost because I think it's a stupid game. Okay. <laughs> I think it's the worst. It brings out the worst of people um, railing on these athletes and teams that are actually trying to, like, not play their injured players, and people are, like, (laughs) so, yeah, I I get the backlash from, like, these athletes. I get it. Um, So, yeah, I kill fantasy football. I would uh, bang. uh, I'd bang with wrestling. Okay. I don't know if I can marry it, even though I I love it, you know, but it's just, like, it's kind of like a... A lust thing, if you will. Yeah. Uh, then I would I would marry wiffle ball, man, because wiffle ball, baseball is my first love. People may or may not know that, but uh, I miss playing it. I miss the wiffle bee. Uh, the wiffle bee. I could I could have been pro. I could have been <laughs> pro, man. Um, yeah, I, I think that's my, my So should so should we make fantasy wiffle ball instead? Um. Yes, I think we need to create a professional football league first, and then we can create fantasy. That's fair. Uh, I, I, there's got to be one, though, right? It, there's has. I mean, there's always like YouTube uh, videos of like ridiculous wiffle ball pitches. Like they they have to go pro in some capacity. Yeah, yeah, there must be. A, um, it's got to be like underground or something. Yeah, like underground football league down in like the dirty south. I bet there's some in North Carolina. There's, I mean, there's plenty of baseball. There's got to be. There's got to be. You guys don't have a. Pre- 
We have a double A team. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know who they. Um, I think maybe for the Braves. I don't know. But it, the White Sox. Thank you, the White Sox. Um, but but it's a cool stadium. That's 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 what we got. We got a cool stadium. It's right in the middle of uptown. Um, and okay. tickets are like eight bucks because it's a double A team, so it's it's better oh, than. Yeah, give me that. Sick of paying hundred fifty dollars for Fenway, like it's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, um, so um, there was something that I brought up in I don't even remember what episode, but like it was I already had enough distractions uh, preventing me from being good at fantasy football, and then you layer on parenting, and that was just like okay, there's no shot that I'm actually gonna be able to be good at this anymore. The opposite has appeared to happen with you, where you're still. It seems to have enhanced your ability to, because that that led to you sniping Nick Chubb after Pat was an idiot and picking up and drafting Pat Mahomes in the fifteenth. So, what's what's your parenting versus fantasy football? How do you prioritize? How do you make it happen? Because I clearly am not making it happen. <laughs> uh, it, it's different. Uh, my case uh you know i'm a nurse uh, i have like i work weird shifts um you know I'd, I'd be able to kind of like sit down that first year that he was born and like be able to think about stuff feel like fancy wives like the older he gets the harder it is because like he's more active like he's more like i have to kind of like immerse myself with him more which is great and i feel like uh it's a healthy thing to not be you know thinking about fancy football as i mentioned <laughs> in the prior podcast and i 100 percent agree with that sentiment um but yeah, it's obviously it compounds things, man. It's just everything. It's, you got to really make the most out of whatever else you want to do or, or are doing. You know, you have to choose, pick and choose your battles appropriately. Yeah. And uh, I guess yeah. I mean, this year like I haven't really been doing much fancy. I'm okay with that because I'm still in first place, baby. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. A lot of it's just like dumb luck too, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah, Pat was dumb dropping Chubb, but like, how was he supposed to know that they were gonna trade Carlos Hyde that same like day, basically? And then yeah, you know, I just I had a feeling. You know, I threw like eighty something. Yeah, you threw you threw a million dollars at it, which yeah was smart, yeah. I guess, because everybody was like, "Oh shit, we gotta pick him up," and like, I think I bid like twelve, and you bid like seventy five. I'm like, oh okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. You know, was, this could make or break my season right now. This could be like the guy, and it ended up working, but then you know, Kareem Hunt gets suspended and. Taking a quick break from this interview to remind you of some great holiday spookies, courtesy of Kamish. Very spooky. Um, so this is Commissioner Patrick, what was my spookiest lick that bag moment? Some of you might say the scariest thing that haunts me was dropping Tom Brady. Ooh, key change right at the right moment. Dropping Tom Brady, that's not it. Um, another might be the arguments about the fucking defense, scoring change, and whatever other nonsense that keeps me up at night. That's the greatest source of anxiety, but that's not the scariest thing to me. Uh, the thing that really scares me when I look back is when I look at coming in second place by only 30 points and I see who my quarterback was and it was fucking Blake Bortles. Second place, Blake Bortles. So, so Jesse, uh, 
there's you know there's been a long standing run of you being towards the top of the league. I, you've won twice. You probably should have won last year. So you should. We'll just say you have three titles. Um, given that you've had such a run of of success. Who who even is your rival? Like, do you have a rival in this league, or is it just like a bunch of Jameses to you? Uh, definitely not a bunch of Jameses to me. Um, it's definitely uh, Ben's my supposed rival. Um, however, uh, it's, I feel like uh, I've kind of dominated that, so I've moved on to bigger. You <laughs> will. Uh, I think the closest thing to my rival will probably be Bryce because he's consistently really good. Bart's always, you know, great with his team. He's, he makes good moves. Um, I I definitely sparked a little rivalry with him last year, I think, when I tried to get him out of the playoffs, mm. uh, which was definitely a dick move. I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> just deal with it. It's football. Um, I, yeah, I, hold on. Who's, what's going on? Oh, oh, yeah. Is that Randy Savage's music? playing Kareem Hunt this week when he's coming back to play Mm-mm-mm-mm. the cream of the crop brother's gonna rise to the top Nick Chubb's gonna take the ball the whole way down the field yeah Is- yeah Barty you think you're so good with your damn little moves and your stupid little fantasy football jumpers free podcast mm-mm no, 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 brother. I'm going to tell you something right now. This week is going to be a preview of the finals, brother, because it's going to be Black Bart's Pootie Patooties, yeah, versus the Macho Man Chubby Chubby F. Yeah. Sorry, Tom, I didn't want to take over there, but I uh, figured that would be a good time to do a little Whoa. running. Thank you, Randy. I, I, I appreciate you jumping in. So... I- are you a, are you a fan of, of Lick That Bag? Are you a fan of, of Jump Prishpeed's oh, Fantasy Lick Follies? Lick That Bag, brother, is my favorite league. And how about the podcast? Are you, are you one of my 12 listeners a week? or? Nah, I hate the podcast, bro. Ah, all right. I, I kind kidding. of assumed. Just, I'm kidding. I love the podcast. Uh, I'm okay. a huge fan. I listen to it every week. It's my favorite when I go to work. I play it twice sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm practicing my elbow drop. I'll play it just for some inspiration. <laughs> That's good. Well, right, so uh, listen, Randy. Uh, uh, if you if you are such a fan, I'm gonna have to call you out. I don't see a rating or a review or a subscription to the podcast from a Mister Macho Man Randy Savage. Ooh, you're playing small ball, Jim. I'll tell you what. Right now, I've been working on a little something for you. Yeah. You wanna hear what I got for you? What you got? All right, I hear you've been doing a couple of uh, commercials for your little podcast, getting some dough on the side. All right, I get a little side hustle. I've been slinging some bucks. What, are you, what of it? The old slinging Gelson's Party sardines, they pay pretty well. Yet to try those sardines, but I will get to that at some point. Now, I got a little something better for you. You'll, you need a little excitement? Snap into a slum jump! Yeah! <laughs> What's the promo code? What's the promo code? Promo code is one eight six six. Eat some slum jums and get some gum gums, baby. <laughs> that, that's that was awful. I, I, can do I love it. That. I can do better than that. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm just gonna let this. I'm, I'm keeping all of this in. That was amazing. 
One eight six six. Eat some slum jums. <laughs> Oh, man, you get your free Omaha steak with that one. I oh, love that. man, I love it. Um, yeah, so yeah, right. that, was, that was Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, yeah, I was glad he showed up. Yeah, quick Just, plug, quick plug. Yeah. Um, uh, sure, nobody cares, sure, nobody's going to watch it, but um, if you want to watch some good wrestling today, uh, AEW on TNT, Wednesdays, 8 o'clock, and uh, if you have Access TV, uh, Impact Wrestling on uh, in, on Access Tuesday nights eight o'clock. Um, Impact is more storyline driven, uh, much more like flippy stuff going on in AEW, but that's fun too. Chris Jericho is the man, and that's my plug. Uh, do with it what you want. Uh, and so you said Tuesday. Do a thumb jump. <laughs> Tuesday nights Impact Wrestling storyline driven. Yep. Yep. Wednesday nights AEW. Yep. Yeah, Impact's my personal favorite, but uh, yeah, so. Who's, check it out, check it out. Who it's are awesome. the wrestlers these days? Who's like who's important? Who matters? Um, obviously Chris Jericho. Uh, obviously, got, yeah, he's still relevant. Uh, we got some uh, Dusty Rhodes' son, Cody Rhodes, great. Um, who else we got? Uh, a little bit of uh, Brian Cage, and then we got sure. some uh, Sammy Callahan and Tessa Blanchard from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Actually. Oh, Tessa, love Tessa. Yeah. Tessa, so there you go. <laughs> um, okay, so I so I guess what we're now going to need to do if you've got if you've got a standing appointments of AEW and Impact Wrestling on a weekly basis, you're going to need to call in and give us a recap of what happened on this week's Impact Wrestling. Just leave a voicemail. We'll we'll use it for the next pod. All right, you got it. All right. Uh, you got any uh, you got any questions for me, or is, is this uh, we rolling towards the end here? Well, I, there's a couple other things we can we can talk about. Uh, so we've talked a lot about your your opportunistic style. Let's let's talk about a couple of weird ones going on this season. So you've you've picked up Antonio Brown like seven times. Like, are you just reading his tweets? Like, what do you, what's what's motivating all of these pickups? Yeah. Uh, so uh, obviously a lot of talent there. Um, I think that if you were to play again, he'd probably put up some numbers, and he wouldn't be like the worst option to flex. Like, I'm kind of weak at receiver. Um, usually am because I prioritize running backs so um, say like you know I have Thielen and Diggs right now they're on the same team not ideal um, however they're both talented they're both good um, if one of them were to get injured I need a backup plan Allen Robinson isn't the best um, I have Tyrell Williams also not ideal so hey why not give it a shot you know if it pans out great um, there you go. I, I know I've picked him up many times uh, I will address that um, <laughs> I just it, it, yeah I've been following the tweets <laughs> Every time he says business is booming, you're like, oh, crap, and then you grab him. <laughs> I gotta grab him, you know. Gotta grab him. Get him while he's hot. <laughs> and you've got one week left to pick up Gronk, so I feel yeah. like that's coming. I'm uh, not going to lie, I thought about it this morning. Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> um, I, I, just, I just don't know if he would make an impact you know, during the fantasy season. I think he'd be more like... Yeah, no, he's he's how we win the Super Bowl, but he's not how you win the the liquor bowl. Yeah, fantasy league, exactly. That bowl, that bag, that bowl. Um, yeah. So I I don't think Gronk is in the cards this year, unfortunately. Okay. Okay. Well, there's always like I think what what I love is you've now inspired the the just massive speculative pickups that are going on. Like Bryce grabbed Jay Ajay when he heard he was working out with like nine teams, which. I think he took that as a signal that meant J.H.I. would get drafted. I took it as a signal that means nine teams don't want him. 
But, um, you know, to each their own. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad I've inspired something. That's my dream to be an inspiration for somebody out there. So, Bryce, thank you. You're an inspiration to all of us, Jesse. You win every league. All right. This was great. Uh, thank you for coming on. Charlie, thank you for your background vocals. What you singing there, buddy? Uh, he's singing some Backstreet Boys. Oh, I can tell. Sounds like a trombone. Hey, Charlie, what do you, th- what's, what do you think about Jump for Street's Fantasy Follies? Charlie, say five stars. Five stars. There it is. There it was. All right. Thank you. All right. All right. Great talking to you, champ. All right, man. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.